Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867, or come on by. Had a lot of folks that visited with questions of... Ranging from citrus to, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Do we have a grass question? <laughs> well, I, I uh, talked to Trace about the grass. Okay. And uh, a while ago. Let's see if I can find an answer to your question. <laughs> you ought to be able to find it. Okay. And once uh, uh, yeah. you, you find it and have the name of it, We'll never forget it again, right, Mister? Do you think so? <laughs> uh, I wish so. Uh, but uh, he, he said, uh, I, I asked, did they, did they have a availability of grass list? And he said they have a, a listing of all their grasses in the, in the cover in, uh, by the cash register. And uh, daily they put on there what they can get. And uh, the only... <laughs> Did you already say it? No. Provista. Of course. Write that down. I knew you'd find it. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, the, the only, only two uh, St. Augustine's they can get now uh, because is uh, Provista, the new one, and uh, and Raleigh. So uh, that's no choice. How uh, much is that? What was the price price difference? Quite a bit. I don't know. I, I asked that uh, last weekend. I yeah, think. as long as you're getting <laughs> Saint Augustine, you may as yeah, well get the. Yeah, it's a hundred. I think he said told me a hundred and thirty dollars a pallet. Which is not. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh oh. <laughs> Provista is three hundred and twenty dollars a pallet. Huh. I don't know what Raleigh is. But uh, that's the improved uh, floor tank. And Am I turned on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And then it uh, it occurred to me, why did uh, why did they improve Floritown? You know, uh, why did they? The, the Provista was took years and years to make it uh, to test it and uh, make it Roundup resistant, glyphosate resistant. So you you will have no weeds in uh, in the, in Provista because you can spray them with around them. Well, how will we then do our conversion to ground covers in San Augustine? <laughs> I guess we can expect the Provista to be uh, people happy with it for the next thirty or forty years. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> then it dawned on me. I said, Why did they use Floritan to improve? make it round up resistant and uh, I've got a sneaking suspicion that I, that had a lot to do with uh, uh, Milberger Arthur Milberger because uh, he, he'd been talking about that uh, round up resistant uh, floor dam for years and he was a more a bigger advocate, or what, as big an advocate for floor tam as I was. Yeah. So, uh, and back it, uh, back when that Provista Pro development started, he was he was the the main. Ooh, that's a hummingbird. Look. <laughs> yeah. The uh, <laughs> the. Uh, is that the porter weed? What is he on? No, it's uh, no, salvia. Sal I think. Oh, salvia. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the Provista is available, and uh, I, th I think it's probably worth the money. Uh, I, I know. I think Arthur sent me a, a uh, spreadsheet on that, but I was looking for one in here, yeah. and they said they didn't get one. So well, you need. I've got it at home somewhere. I guess. Yeah. I, I also, didn't throw I it also away. think that it's worth the money to have six inches of soil. Oh yeah. yeah. When you it didn't take take many months for your water bill to get <laughs> to get way high. If you if you got six inches of soil, you, you we which which we saw in back in that. Uh, mm -hmm. What when when you was test? that? Two thousand ten or something. <laughs> that that uh, research that we did along with the industry that if you got six inches of soil, it can tolerate a lot of drought. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Floritam was uh, was a good one in that. Yeah, out out outperformed the Zoysius. And yeah, but uh, bad news. My Floritam that was re is recovering from the freeze. Not much of it, but uh, it's dry now. It's drying mm. out. Yeah, that's it, it's hot weather and. Uh, How's your bluegrass? Uh, it's gone. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just confident that my uh, horse herb is going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, got, would ha I would hate to have to go over and uh, <laughs> cultivate get, it from Evelyn. You, you get some of Evelyn's. Yeah, horse between herb. horse herb and sunflowers, my <laughs> my whole yard is co covered with. The, oh, and the and the uh, the uh, wildflowers are still. <laughs> At the at the tail end, uh, the fire wheel and the yeah. Uh, oh, and that uh, the blue. Uh, what, which one is it? The blue. Uh, 
Blue Day? Bee Balm. Oh, oh. Yeah, the Bee oh. Balm, yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to mow them down. <laughs> the, uh, the dogs don't even like going through there. <laughs> you can't. All you can see is the weeds moving. Yeah. The, the ferals have given up on it, too. They're, <laughs> I think uh, it's dry, scratchy, and has little stickers in it. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, as I was walking in, huh, I saw that uh, Millburger was selling Purple Heart. Oh, oh, good. Bench of Purple Heart. Uh-huh. That's a warning Jew to a lot of people. And uh, I, I wanted to come in and ask Trace. I said, do you feel bad about selling that? Why would he feel bad about selling it? <laughs> because uh, it's so easy to root. Uh, my the the nurse that I got had come and doctoring my foot. Uh, she's kind of shy, and she said, "I've got it in front of my house, and my neighbor's got a whole bed of it." And she said, "Would you would you mind if I got a few cuttings?" Of of that pretty plant you have outside, I said. Only if you get half of the plants, uh, I mean, just cut them off. And so, <laughs> she she did it. I said, now, do not be nice to this plant. And sure enough, the next time she came, she said, I put them in water. In a in a, uh, I said it's a cactus. You don't mm-hmm. put them in the water. And then she, then she threw, she put them under the tree. That's why she wanted to grow them. And uh, she said, "You know, every one of those talking about cuttings of uh, a purple heart, which you have a good supply of out here." Finally. <laughs> oh, speaking In fact, of they got some. There's some going by. There it is. Uh, and uh, she said, "I put it up." Threw it down like you said. I didn't stomp it like you said. But, uh, you know, we had that little rain spell. Mm-hmm. She said, every one of those things are living. Oh, that's a tough plan. Uh, anyway, well, Tracy's got some. But uh, before you came out here, I, I was talking about, what is it, Mother? Pro Vista. Pro Vista, yes. <laughs> Bill's not trying to remember the name. But uh, I was asking, why why did they choose Floritam to make it Roundup resistant? Was what? that Arthur Milberg did that? So I don't think that that was the, I don't think that's where they started. They started with Floritam because it was more disease resistant, Yeah. Uh, more drought tolerant, and then they made the other happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's right. That would be my educated guess. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, Arthur's probably listening. He could call us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had Arthur's mobile number, but. Uh, uh, he changed well, I it. Changed, I, <laughs> I changed. So is that what I need to do, Milton? I need to change my number, too? <laughs> yeah. That might help. I changed uh, phones. And they did that slick it new didn't, model. It so, didn't transfer so you had a over. 1990s model instead yeah. of 1980s model. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> Arthur, if you listen, he used to listen to our show quite a bit. Oh, he's probably listening. If not, yeah. I can make him. Give Turn me. me up a little bit. Please. Yeah, but uh, I'm. 
I'm almost sure that he, he was the one that recommended Floortown to be improved, so to speak. Right. But, but, but Raleigh and Provista are the about the only two that's available now. But maybe with the, if they had rain over there and uh, where they're growing the plants, they'll, uh, we'll have some other selections later. But people want to plant them now, you know. They're, I mean, plant the grass now. They're tired of looking at that brown. You know, in the old days, 20, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, people used to sweep their lawns. Uh, uh, they didn't have grass, and uh, they didn't mow grass. Uh, they would sweep their lawns. And uh, Greg, I, I don't know if Greg got a book on that or it's included in one of his books, but uh, he's got quite a expansive uh, listing of people that swept their yards. You know. Does he have instructions on how to sweep your yeah, yard just yeah. in case we need it? <laughs> well, yeah, you could, you could, if you got a, could write a whole book on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> you know, mowing they can they can write quite a bit about mowing too. So yeah, so uh, you could write. I can Im- imagine uh, <laughs> the get, keep, keeping the dirt from getting in the house. And, yeah, yeah, and uh, the mud. But a a swept yard got a hard surface on it. Oh, okay. You know, the clay hard, and it's got a hard surface. It was on it. it was also pretty. <laughs> uh, a uh, good strategy for water conservation. Oh yeah, but uh, the uh, the Ch- <laughs> the Chinese people came over uh, touring from the Peking Botanical Garden, and they wanted to see hydro mulching because normally nobody nobody has a uh, a lawn in China. Waste of energy and uh-huh. exit, but I guess they were interested in uh, hydro mulching. That's why you put the seed in a carrier, like mulch, some type of uh, carrier that the seed adheres to, and then puts it up, put it on with a machine. Well, highway departments do that. Yeah, highway departments do that, and so that's what they wanted to see. <laughs> they didn't want to see sod places. Yeah. I said, you, we, we can show you some sod farms. said, no, we want that hydro mulching. Hmm. said, uh, they got plenty of people to plant grass over there from sod. But uh, this hydro mulching does it in a, you can do large areas uh, very quickly. Okay. 210-308-8867, 210-308. 308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. Trace, how's it going? What's going on here? I caught you. All right, 210-308-8867, the number to call. He just, he just <laughs> waits until you get that yeah. <laughs> peanut butter sandwich in there. Lots of blue plumbago out here, right by the daylilies, too. Oh, man. Uh, some hummingbirds. You know, there's, a, there's a wonderful blue plumbago plant. Uh, pot plat here. Mm-hmm. There's also one right around the corner that's spectacular. <laughs> Are you checking out the pentas still? Huh? You're checking out the pentas? 
still? Oh, yeah. I, I was a little surprised that they're, uh, so many are still there because they're yeah, spectacular. That looking. white one just glows in the yeah, sun. It is. And uh, in the sh- shade, I, I, I guess there's not a... Oh, yeah. yeah pe- people are uh, not believing there's any shade out there. <laughs> well, and uh, looking across... Uh, uh, those uh, uh, vincas out there mm-hmm. are are looking good. They've gotten taller, and uh, I'm looking at my ad list. Mm-hmm. So, and it's still on. They're still on sale. Yep. Trace, what does your staff do to keep that bougainvillea over there uh, so full of bloom? We take it elsewhere. So that we can let it dry out between waterings, uh-huh. and then we get them in bloom, and then we bring them back up here. Uh, oh, I figured there was some mani- uh, manipulation because it's that thing. That thing's unbelievable. Do you happen to know the variety? The uh, uh, Phil Hovey used to talk about Uh-oh. a listing of a. Uh oh, what? No, we got a Bougainvillea question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Carrie is on the line at 210-308-8867. Carrie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. you got three folks ready to help you. What's going on? Uh, and we're not hearing Carrie, Al. I'm here. There she is. Okay. All right. What's yeah. going on, Carrie? Uh, I've got a bougainvillea, and it's in a pot, and it's losing its leaves seems like it needs water every day. Am I watering it too often? I soak the pot, but... And the leaves turn yellow, and then they fall off. When you water too much, they grow like wildfire, but they don't bloom. Yeah. So... I doubt it's it's too much. If I had to take a stab at it, you're using too little water and doing it too frequently. Yeah, because a lot of people react to the Declining by yeah. watering some more. Yeah, that that's not. Yeah, the, I think the, uh, it gets all droopy. The leaves are just really it's, wilted. It's in full sun, right? No, it's not. It's not. No. Is, well, it's not how big a container sun. is it in? Is it in a container? Uh, yes, it's in a nursery pot. It it's still in the pot that it came in. It's probably like, no, it's not a small nursery pot. It's about the second size up. It's they, uh, you medium. got you you bought it from a nursery in that pot. Yes. How long has it has it been in that pot? Since March. Oh, since March. But it, yeah. Has it bloomed since in in that period? Yes, it's blooming. Yeah, she now. said it's been okay. blooming. But what about that sun? How much sun is it getting? Not much. <laughs> I'm surprised it's blooming. Yeah, yeah. me too. Well, oh, it's... It needs... Okay, because it's on the porch. So I put it on the porch. I can put it in the sun, but I thought that would be too hot for it, and they would droop more. Uh, I don't I, I don't think I've ever seen it too hot. <laughs> Other than okay. if you had if the, Jerry's questions on the size of the container. You could you could have a if you have a small black container, it uh, yes. 
may heat up a bit, but even then they're, they do a pretty good job of, of uh, surviving or blooming. How big is the container, about, did you say? Uh, probably about that, that medium, the width, the, the width around it is probably like eight inches or so. It's not yes. a small black mm. pot. pot. It's the next size up. I was thinking about repotting it and putting it in a bigger pot. You could do that, but it won't bloom again until it's filled the whole pot in with roots, so you can control the watering. Oh, it's it's um, okay to plant. If you, if you want I, to grow some more, then by all means, put it in a bigger pot. But it's going to be hard to get it to bloom uh, in, the, in the shade, and it's going to be hard to get it to bloom until that new pot has filled in with roots. Okay, so I'll just put it in the yeah. sun. Yep. And put it in the sun. Water it well when you water it, and uh, they let it wilt. We we let them almost get to that that stage before we give them a, a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then I'll, I'll, I'll and then if you worry about it, make sure you're on the air conditioned side of the window as you're watching <laughs> for it. So, yeah, I've been it, the bougainvillea wrong. won't mind the heat at all. Okay. So bloom, uh, blooming is actually a sequence of death. You have to trick it into thinking it's dying to get it to bloom without taking it that last step. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been doing Gosh, everything. That, I'm surprised it's still alive. Uh, well, I'm surprised it's blooming in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've never had a bougainvillea before. so I, Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. But, yeah. but that that is it, it is an unusual plant. A lot of the characteristics to make it bloom yeah. are the opposite of this, what we've learned for other things. Yeah, well, my, and, uh, my my family are the perfect uh, bougainvillea growers. Oh yeah, because uh, I got someone put it put it on the back patio that gets western sun. Oh, and I would I would come home <laughs> and look out, and that sucker was. It, most people would think it would be dead, it wilted so bad. And I would call them to the glass door and say, uh, see that plant out there? Is Does that look unusual, <laughs> different to you? No, it always looks like that. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> Were you there, Milton? Maybe so. <laughs> and I, I would go out there I gave up on trying to get them to water so I would go out there and water it next day. Full bloom. All right. Coming back. Now, Milton yeah. it kind of had some of the same conditions, but when you lock it in your in your uh, <laughs> trunk. trunk of your car, uh, that, that's a little too much shade for it. It gets sun in there, and it gets uh, uh, nice heat. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie. Bye-bye. Yep. Okay, Carrie, we got to take a break. So 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Be back right after this with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer.
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, 866-308-8867. What's happening next weekend? It's going to be a big... Yes. Big sale? Well, it's a pre-Fourth of July sale. Yeah, so it's a long Fourth of July weekend sale. We have 36 items in the ad. Yeah, that's a big old... It is a large ad. All right, and now we can still hear the music, if you can... Every time we run one of these, Peter and Nelson look at me funny. Why are we having so many things? (laughs) And you said some that you haven't put on sale before. There are numerous things that we've never put on sale. Some we've never had before. Yeah, that's what you were telling me. I, I... I mean, even ever had in the store before. Yeah, no, no. You were telling me, like, well, I, th- I imagine that's you haven't had, have you? That is a correct thing, yes. Okay. I'm not going to tell people what it is. It's, not, it's not a snake. No, uh, it's not a snake. <laughs> Did, uh, uh, have you seen any coral vine available? I, ha- I have coral I vine. Got a, I've got a half an acre of it available here at my house. <laughs> There's coral vine over there. You, you you started walking the wrong way to see what news come uh, in. Oh, okay. So okay. there's the uh, the red one. The red over one over there? Yeah. Well, the Fandango or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's about 15 or 20 of those. All right. Are you going to plant some? Are you just... uh, the the uh, Jeremy's new location. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wants to attract uh, bees and oh yeah, and they've got a, a little wire fence in front of the house. That's a good one. Oh yeah, bees love that. Yeah, yeah, and that that is. So I've been waiting. I I have to. I think that I have to rate it as the best. Uh, I mean, the plants that I'm familiar with. Oh it yeah, it's unbelievable. And for bees. Yeah. And uh, the hummingbirds will come in there, and uh, so will the butterflies. <laughs> but it's so crowded with bees, <laughs> you got to get in line to get. To... Yeah. Well, with our bee situation around here, they we need to take care of our bees <laughs> new, too. New appreciation. Yeah. And uh, we're taking care of wildlife, which you mentioned, keep water out. Hmm. <laughs> uh, well, that's a challenge now because if they keep water oh, out. Oh yeah. Then, then when people are going to be worried about mosquitoes. Well, yeah, yeah, we can but, fix but, that. But what's that? We can fix that. How water can still be drinkable. Put a, a oh, mosquito dunk. Okay, in there. There you go. Well, Trey, and, Trey uh, solved it. And then Jerry and I have spent a lot of time. Uh, this was a couple of years ago, uh, t- talking about the one of the reasons you have shallow ve- uh, vehicles for that water is that they. Between the evaporation oh, yeah. and the birds, the birds splashing that water out. Well, there's no there's no inactivity enough for the eggs to be laid by the mosquitoes, and you have sometimes you have to fill it every two <laughs> or three times a day to keep it yeah. water in it. I've got a concrete uh, bird bath, and that took a drought every day. Well, we got if you're looking for a Artistic bird baths and functional bird baths. Uh, Milberger's got quite a selection here, too. So, Milton, would you like to know how my wife fixed that problem? Yeah. So, we, we have a fountain that I bought probably, I don't know, 30 years ago. It's a little elephant with a little thing, but it has a very shallow bowl. Uh huh. So, she hung a hanging basket over it that she has to water every day. There you go. Oh. And therefore, uh, it fills up the reservoir for the. Yeah. Elephant. Now, now, if you keep 
if you have a, a water circulation, yeah, I was wondering, does that you can have a bigger container because uh, the moving water will eliminate the uh, threat of the mosquito laying eggs. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of options there. Yeah. But, and yeah. if, if you want to see bird species, yeah, I bet. And uh, the other are. Th- our hummingbirds, no, oh, they yeah. even go to those uh, bird baths. So, and and possum features, <laughs> feral cats, feral cats. Well, but that doesn't count, Cherry, because uh, you have you let skunk, skunks in the house, skunks. raccoons, <laughs> raccoons, and Dorothy's fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! But everything, everything's looking for water now. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight. Eighty-eight, sixty-seven. Jerry, uh, JJ, you had a, a question or a comment about spider mites. We didn't have time to get to you yesterday, uh, so uh, call us early today, and we'll talk to you about spider mites. Two one zero, three zero eight, eighty-eight, sixty-seven. I finally pulled all my uh, tomato, tomato plants. Okay. Yeah. Wow. What, what time did you pull them this morning, or did you do them uh, after the show? Well, uh, the few that were remaining, I pulled last night. Wow. But I've. I, I did the typical thing. I just, as long as there are a few fruits on there, I said, "There you go." Well, let me eat these two, and then tomorrow, wrote, these other six will be ripe. And, <laughs> but then I said, ah, that, "Yeah, let's see. It's almost July. I plant new ones pretty soon." We're gonna have a surprise guest caller here in a minute. Uh oh. Uh oh. A what? Good. A surprise guest caller. Good. All right. Good. All right. Oh, I bet it's Arthur. Now, be prepared for the surprise guest caller. Every time Jerry starts talking about turf grass. Um, <laughs> makes him nervous. <laughs> the, uh... All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I'm stalling because I see that I'm about to get a message, so I'm wondering oh, okay. if it's our surprise caller. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we we all agree that uh, we need to drink more liquid at this time of year, yeah. especially when it's 100 degrees. And uh, used to be the best source of liquid, reasonably priced liquid, for for people that are working was iced tea. Okay. 50 cents a cup if you had if you bought the cup oh man i mean every worker in this state uh i think at one time bill miller sold more uh tea than any any other establishment in texas huh all right but well, now they don't do that anymore. no they don't do that so what's the, what the hell's the problem they what's do have, they do have a cup that you can buy yeah and get a reduced price I think. No. Uh, I, an, I have an orange one that's about twice that big. Yeah, yeah, I've got a big one too. We have a surprise guest named Arthur on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hello, sir. How are you? Good evening, guys. And how are y'all doing? I know y'all are burning up, San Antonio. Yeah, it's not bad. No, yeah. It's not the heat. It's the you know. <laughs> it is the heat. <laughs> it's the heat and the humidity. It could always be worse. There you go. That's the that's the attitude. Um, so yes, you, yes, you heard your name called? I heard my name. I, I heard somebody might be talking about Provista. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were. So, so yeah. you, you want to brag on it a little? 
Well, I can. Uh, that's kind of been uh, a project of mine for the last, I don't know, we started working on it about 22, 23 years ago. So, uh, yeah. And we finally got uh, the product out. It's a, a Scotch product. Uh, they're the inventors. Uh, uh, they had to uh, try a few times to uh, get it to perfection, but they finally did. Uh, uh, they actually stuck a couple of really neat genes in, into that grass. Number one, they, they started with uh, the best St. Augustine they could find that had the, all That's the toler- tolerance that we like, whether it's cold or heat, shade, all the things that we've known to grow and appreciate, like in Palmetto and Raleigh. So they took, they took some good stock, and they stuck a couple of genes. They stuck a uh, glyphosate-tolerant gene, and, of course, that's good for us farmers because just like the uh, other corn and cotton crops, we can spray our turf with Roundup glyphosate and pretty much do away with all the weeds without using a lot of other toxic pesticides that we used to have to use. And that's important for us, maybe the homeowner too, if he gets in trouble, but the more important thing for the homeowner, besides all the neat characteristics of being uh, just a really, really good St. Augustine, is that it's got about 50% of the, uh, of the growth height of, let's say, Raleigh or Palmetto or other St. Augustines. And that's because they put a, a plant growth regulator gene in it. They took it out of a, Jerry, you may know some of those, they, they took it out of a spinach plant and, and some other vegetable plants, and they, it's kind of, a, it's not really a dwarf, but it's a, a growth type regulator. And so they did that, oh, too. Great. So, so we've got a lot of great, great uh, 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 attributes in this grass, uh, shade, color, uh heat and probably from a homeowner the most important thing we all look at good batter and different color and this has uh, the deepest green color of any San Augustine and probably uh, Zoysa uh, or Bermudas it's got a really natural very deep green color so I, I could talk about this grass for days but it's best if you just see it <laughs> I don't have to talk so much there you go. Right. Well, uh, and we can see it, can't we? We we want it's yeah. right here at Millburgers. We, can... we wanted uh, uh, we wanted to I, I wanted to find out if you were the one that recommend that they use uh, Floritam for the mother plant. That was that's one one of the mother plants. You got it. And, and by the way, Jerry, it was the real Floritam. It wasn't a, it wasn't the one of the Floritam. Uh, and, and then they, they used some, they, they did this, uh, this is also just not a, this is all joint release from A&M and Scott's because A&M, uh, Dr. Uh, Ambika up in Dallas, uh, she worked on this uh, research along with a lot of uh, uh, Dr. Genosa, lots of people up there for years. And so they all helped perfect uh, this grass. It, it, they just didn't come up with it in one day and say, Hey, we've got it. And it, it was tested probably <laughs> five winters in Dallas, which, and you know what it's been through. Oh, Up yeah. There. Pretty cold, pretty cold and pretty hot. So so it's more cold tolerant than uh, floor tamis. Yes, but now I'm, I'm going to put it on a level. Let's say with Wally or Palmetto, uh, it, it's equal to those. Uh, you know, I always like to, if, if there's any uh, disadvantages, I like to know my disadvantages because you can use all the good things will always speak to a product, but 
I do notice, I'm, and it's probably because of the PGR uh, plant growth rate or gene, this grass, if we have a very cold winter, this mat grass may want to green up two to three weeks later. And I think that's just almost like some zoysias we know that uh, when they go to bed, they don't want to wake up. They're pretty smart, so they want to kind of stay stay down while the cold weather. But the last two winters, of course, have been, uh, we've been in business 76 years, and I've never, uh, I've only seen those type of two winters we've had in the last two years maybe one or two times in my life. So, uh, it's hard to judge anything when you've been through the type of winters that we have uh, in that low-temperature <laughs> kill. Yeah. Well, uh, what winter? It's 100 <laughs> degrees here, Arthur. <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah, we can take the heat. Uh, all of you our know, grasses take the heat great. You know, Floritam was originally touted as being chinch bug resistant. Is there any way this has chinch bug resistance? Uh, I just talked to our researchers in Florida. They've got those tests going on. I can tell you this right now. If, if, if you've got... Uh, Palmetto and Floritam and all of these in, in, in the plots so far. This is not a conclusive test, but it, but it, they have not eaten it yet, and they prefer even the Floritam and the Palmetto and all these other grasses before. So so far, it's but but we got to have maybe five years of confirmed tests and put it under more strength. But I can say this: like Floritam, it's it's very tolerant. We know, and we're going to find out if it's actually resistant. But yes, okay. it's tolerant, and it's also got those other great traits of Floritan. The brown okay. patch, the brown patch. Uh, again, I'm not going to tell you it's not complete resistant, but the tolerance is there. Unlike Palmetto or Raleigh, we've got the brown patch tolerance because it's got that Floritan plant. But we had to put those other San Augustine uh, traits like Raleigh and Palmetto so we could have some cold and shade tolerance because, as you know, the weak points of floor tam are shade and cold, so we had to yeah. get those in there with uh, another mama and papa. We, Arthur, we've mentioned that uh, the, the the that grass in our articles several times. Can we does Trace have enough uh, material where we could f- do a whole feature on the uh, all those kind of what we're looking at and what characteristics it might have yeah. and what will. And, and, Yes, sir. And something uh, else. Because people will be fascinated by that, I think. No, they will. And uh, there's a Provista, uh, Provista Turf, ScottsProvistaTurf.com on the website. And there's a homeowner site, a landscape site, and a professional site. Oh, that's cool. Site. So you've got different sites, and, and it goes into pretty good detail, especially if you get into the uh, landscape. You, you know, we don't really want homeowners. They need to, uh, they, they can handle the chemicals that they're legally handled, but. You know, if we're going to start putting glyphosate on uh, products, you know, and things like that, we'd, we'd rather a, a landscaper maintenance company license to do that, does it, so that they don't go kill their neighbor's yard uh, uh, with Roundup by, because they're putting it on uh, our Provista. And we got to warn people, uh, some products that have Roundup on it, sometimes they put an additive for a quick kill in it and we certainly wouldn't want to do it. It's like a, it has to be glyphosate only. I know one one poor lady put some. Uh, it, it was around. It was uh, had glyphosate, but it had a little bit other. Sometimes people want to see an immediate kill that night. Well, you can't put that on anything you don't want to kill. So 
you really have to read these labels and make sure, and we don't yeah. want that confusion. Are y'all checking uh, Provista against Takeall patch? Well, we, we do know on the brown patch so far. I, I, I yeah. really can't speak to Takeall, uh, uh, but I do know uh, one typically could follow the other and vice versa. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I would think, you know, we, we do have that Floritam, all those good natural genes in, that Floritam had, of course, I've even I've, I think I've seen everything in my life will take all. I don't care what it is. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. uh, when we were first looking at take all patch uh, out at the uh, Maltberger with uh, test site, right. Jones Maltberger test site, and, and uh, I think we had a pathologist, plant pathologist over here, and we actually found. The take-all patch uh, uh, micro, 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 here's a micro. Okay, focus uh, now. <laughs> but, uh, but no symptoms. Right, uh, Floridam doesn't have symptoms of that. Right, it's the same thing with the brown patch. It, it, does, it, it may be present, but the symptoms don't show, and if they do, they, 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 they're not to the extent that it does in other, other San Augustine varieties. You're right, absolutely. Now, now, Arthur, we appreciate you calling in, but yeah. we want you to work on your presentation to develop more uh, enthusiasm. <laughs> I will. Okay? I'm going to work on that. Now, look, uh, I've <laughs> years, and it's taken, taken me a while to get to this. I'm trying to calm down in my later years, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Arthur. That was great. Thank you for calling. Appreciate the call. What was the, what was the website again? Uh, oh. It's provista.com, provistaturf.com. It, go to Scott. It's a great website. Okay, cool. Scott. Alrighty. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank, thank you care. again. That was really helpful. All right. All right. All right. We're going to we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call 210-308-8867. That was Arthur Milberger. That was great. Uh, thank you, Trace, for setting that up. Uh, back in a moment on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Stars at night. Hey, welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. 210-308-8867. Reminding you again about the tree hugger sprinklers you'll find here right at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. The tree hugger sprinkler is a... Uh, Great, but and now we can still hear the music. So if you can help us, that would be great. Um, <laughs> I like tree, that. What's that? There we go. It's a good song. Okay, uh, tree hugger sprinkler is a great way to efficiently and effectively water that newly planted or established tree or shrub. I'm using mine on the rose that I that Jerry said, "Fool, <laughs> why aren't you Did I say using that? your tree hugger?" And it's got new growth on it. It's happy as can be. And all I did was take this hard plastic sprinkler. It looks like a big donut. Mm. And you open it up. Got a hinge on it. Uh, a Boston cream donut? Or a no, no, like a, reg- like a glazed donut. Oh. Okay. No. That's, that's what that, I thought it used to sound like this. No. Oh, okay. Okay, and then you close it or hug it around the tree or shrub. There you go. And then I just turn it on a little bit and it waters that root ball. And it's really super efficient because that's all it's watering, and it just drips down. And then if I want to water away from it, 
I can just turn the valve up a little bit or leave the valve where it is fully up and do that from the uh, the spigot. Can we take some of your commercial time then just to remind folks that things have dried out again? Yes, I think <laughs> and, they know. And I'm getting a lot of calls, and then I ask, even when they have the, the uh, sprinkler, sprinkler, I ask them, well, how, how long are you using? Well... Fifteen minutes. Uh. No, you gotta. I mean, this. We're talking a, uh, talking a couple hours, or, uh, or if you use a soaker hose or drip irrigation, it's gotta be like four hours. Uh, and a regular hose, just a, a couple hours too. You gotta soak. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how, how it's just like your bougainvillea, the recovery mm-hmm. capability of a lot of these trees. If you get that water on there. Especially that first time after it's dried out, like they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then after that, you know, at least once a week, you're doing a. And uh, the, the subsoil dried out so much in our for, yeah. in the last yeah. three years, but uh, the little rains that we had, it was nice, but it didn't fill our needs. See how you, know, you just. He says little rains. Uh, if I remember right, he got about four inches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, some places did. All right, and then you'll find Trigger Hugger Sprinklers right here at Millburgers, and you'll find it at HEB. And uh, while we're talking about things to help improve the, your living situation, don't forget about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, you'll find over, gosh, 1976. So someone do the math. How many years is that, Jerry? Uh, While Jerry's doing the math, um, <laughs> no, it's uh, 40-something. I think it's like 45, yeah. 40, uh, more than that. I've been here 40 years. What time? Oh, over 40 years. I came in 74. Okay, so over 40 years. We can yeah, do, over 40 years. Do the math, and then you'll realize how long Spider-Man's been making people happy, um, keeping pests and uh, other I've problems. I've got a little issue with them. Uh-oh. My, you know, Frankie has been my Spider-Man representative for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And uh, my uh, Westies love him. <laughs> and, and so they, they when he does his uh, rat search, yeah, they insist on being with him. Oh. oh. And, and it's just, it, you know, it's hilarious. <laughs> but but I suggested that I should be sharing the co- the uh, cost. <laughs> the Westies should be sharing the cost, you know. Uh, and... Uh, I I, uh, I guess they don't call. Uh, they don't. Uh, the phone number has changed now. So. Uh, well, he's, uh, he's looking for rats. Is that what you said? Yeah, we got. You yeah, know, they do a, they, those, under the house. Yeah, three rats and, and everything. All, oh yeah, all yeah. over our neighborhood. Yeah, so I'll. Uh, so red, don't don't red, give Calvin what? this number. Two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. Do not give Calvin two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. Or the, the, go to spider go spidermanpest dot com. That's go spidermanpest dot com. From rats to rodents, mosquitoes, scorpions, <laughs> fleas, whatever's bugging you, uh, Spider Man can help you out. And termites too. Rodents, they, they do a job, good job of protecting. Yeah. yeah. The beneficials, like the rodents. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Spider-Man brought that up uh, last time he was on, that, uh, in, uh, you know, the landscape should look at uh, the lizards that are out there. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the most, most targeted uh, 
a control uh, yeah. would not hurt the lizards, which is uh, reptiles, which is the <laughs> toads and the, li- and the lizards. There you go. All right. Did we help you, Milton? No. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Shut All up, right. huh? Nah, y'all doing okay. Man, it just, it's busy here today. Yeah. I'm surprised that breeze has picked up from the south. That's nice. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh. not, nothing better than a, the the wind from the south blowing 110 degrees nah. across here. <laughs> Speaking of uh, watering uh, plants and newly planted plants, uh, Neil Spare's got a interesting question again says we have lived in our house for two and a half years remember we always talk about if you've planted a shrub within the last two years you need to be watering it regularly right that's uh, what you were kind of alluding to with my rose said our hollies were probably planted a couple of years prior one died suddenly six months ago, and now another one is in distress. I hate to see plants in distress. I know you do. Do, do, do they cry at night or something? Well, you know you hate to see them. No, I, mean, I don't want to talk to you about it. You'll get traumatized. There you, you go. don't even like uh, to see bugs. <laughs> <laughs> what is causing it? We don't want to lose anymore. We don't think winter is responsible. See, he's talking hollies. And hollies take winter. Yeah, you were all the way to Canada. Uh, and they're Neil answers. I'm a holly fanatic. I have perhaps 200 plants of some 35 varieties in our rural landscape. Wow. Many of them have been I've been growing for more than 40 years. I'm pretty familiar with hollies. <laughs> This is not a problem that has been caused by insects or diseases. In fact, I've never seen any insect or disease do serious harm to any of my plants. When I first planted my hollies 40 years ago, uh, they started to decline. Uh, And... uh, I blamed everything, uh, fungus diseases and everything else on them. And uh, Neil says, they do get scale insects occasionally, but they are mostly a nuisance and never a threat. In the past 10 months, all losses of hollies have been seen in Texas has been due to last summer's drought. Okay. What was that last one? That's Willie. That is Willie. <laughs> All right. We got to take a break. Okay. So uh, I'll give the phone number again 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. And toll free 866 308 8867, the number to call. Uh, and don't forget to go to millburgernursery.com to, uh, um, to, sorry, to, uh, find out what's on sale and what's coming up and all the good stuff, especially this big sale next week. On Wednesday, they'll uh, have it online at millburgernursery.com. Back in a moment on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. No matter what you love, just come to Texas. 
We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Or come on out to Milberger's. Lots of folks out here. Surprising. I would have thought there would be a... Fewer folks with the uh, weather, but nope. People are out gardening, looking at stuff. They're. I they think. Look, uh, look. I think the hangover is, uh, is still from the that rain that we got. You know that the period of like yeah. three weeks. Gosh, things <laughs> took per- off and <laughs> per- per- up. got everybody kind of stimulated into looking for gardening. <laughs> the, I saw that fellow out there. There's nothing but a t-shirt on. Sorting through the okra. Oh, okay. That's not a good thing to do in a T-shirt. Oh. That cause you to itch, Milton. Oh, okay. I thought we had itch. Not, mi- not Milton. <laughs> Thrips don't even cause uh, Milton. Yeah. I thought we had itch-free, uh, itch-free okra. <laughs> what is the... What? I think that's the Clemson spinless. Oh, okay. What is the... Uh, the insects that bite you in the ankles when the... Chiggers. Chiggers. Yeah. With those plant, with, you know, the plants, we, wildflowers and everything growing, sugars are a lot of places. That yeah, they it can be. Like my, my backyard yep. and, and uh, then all over the neighborhood. Have you gotten some sugar? Oh, yeah. Getting bit by them, yeah. <laughs> Did you, uh, how'd you treat them? Well, my, where they bit me or in the where backyard? They bit you, where they bit you? Scratched them. Oh, quit it. For the itchy? <laughs> the the old-timers used to say just take a nail, put some nail polish oh. on, on the deal. Well, I thought you used to use plant, hem- hemorrhoid but, stuff. The, yeah, we could do that, too. But the... Uh, the uh, I'm from the, Minnesota. The, they don't... The mosquitoes and other biting <laughs> bugs don't bother me. I'm pretty used to them. <laughs> but the, the chicker is on the swelling, on top of the swelling. Oh, so you put that. Uh, I notice there's nail a nail polish. On almost that. looks like a little X on every bite. Oh, yeah, yeah, every bite. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, I I think they're recommending DEET, D, double E T, DEET for to mosquitoes resist and them. Uh, chickers. That may be part of the reason why the dogs are not as. Uh, yeah. Interested in the <laughs> going rushing through the uh, wildflowers as yeah, I would I expect them. I don't know if a dog gets chickers or not. I don't know. Be something to, for Dennis to find out. All right, Dennis. <laughs> the dogs get chickers. Why wouldn't they? I know they get fleas. Yeah. Well, my vet, uh, my, I saw a, a worm in uh, Darcy's uh, excrement, and uh, I got all upset because, you know, we give him the worm. Yeah. Stuff. And she said, with the uh, the situation with the plants and everything, what? Yeah. They're consuming the the dead the dead fleas. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And that that worms are not a these these particular worms. She even described exactly what they look like. Uh, you know, white with sharp uh, triangular head and flat. Yeah. Look like a miniature, really tiny miniature slug. Okay. Hmm. And she, she just had she one pill and they'll be gone. <laughs> but 
if this kind of weather and this deep plant growth no, continues, yeah. that, uh, then they could be affected. <laughs> but even with the control of the fleas, you, they still consume some of the materials. Oh, yeah. Uh, to finish Neil's article, uh, answer to the question, he said, in the past 10 months, all of the losses of hollies I've seen in Texas have been due to last summer's drought. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it, I did several television reports on how they can reach the point of no return without much warning. They don't wilt. Hollies don't wilt. The only symptoms is the leaves turn olive drab instead of luxurious dark green. Many people don't even notice. <laughs> this, and, uh, he, he finishes it up with this sentence, and I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I hope, however, I may have insulted your intelligence with that suggestion. Neil and I don't like to insult people's intelligence. <laughs> And it, <laughs> at least in Jerry's case, at? I, I coughed. Uh, yeah. I coughed yeah. At least in Jerry's case, it's not not uh, an easy thing for him to do. There you know, go. So. <laughs> no, uh, look at Neil, poor, look at poor Mary out there in that. Ooh, I he, don't. I don't think Neil has ever said fool. <laughs> you haven't been watering enough. He could shorten his answers if yeah. if he let me help him with that. <laughs> But anyway, uh, he also has a question, uh, an ad, a question about ash seedlings, actually small trees half an inch in diameter growing next to the foundation of our house we just moved into. Ash? Huh? Where? Ash, the, uh, the tree. Yeah, I know. I was just I'm wondering where... It must be from Dallas or someplace. It's. A, I was just guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing that it's uh, the birds. No. Oh, I was. I was guessing it's a, our variety uh, species. Oh. Uh, what is that species that we have? when we talk about uh, seedlings? That. Oh, you mean the stinging asp? No, not a, not ash. Yeah, the other species that that we have. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> That's embarrassing. Uh, uh, okay. Well, both of us couldn't think of it. But anyway, uh, ash Hackberries. is... Yeah. Ash is unusual for me to see in this area yeah. as seedlings. But I guess it could be in a neighborhood if you got lots of ash trees. Yeah. But I got ash trees, uh, an ash tree that's pretty large and has a lot of... Puts out a lot of seed, but I... I I don't think I've ever seen ash seedlings. Yeah. Neil says, uh, get your ash out there and uh, get a product labeled as a broadleaf weekly. I uh, bet you Neil didn't say it that way. What? Yeah. I don't know. He's he's changing. We're going to call Neil. He's changing. We're going to call him and ask him some questions. Has <laughs> he, he changed those that he's recommending uh, the stump killer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then... Then I turn over here to Calvin's article. Mm-hmm. I think they're collaborating. 
It says, uh, this week in the garden in yesterday's paper, uh, after pruning unwanted seedlings such as hackberry, chinaberry, uh, uh, chinaberry Joe up there in uh, Johnson City would be uh, raising hell. Uh, and mulberry apply cut fine and stump killer on the pruning cut so it will transport itself to the roots and kill the roots. And uh, while we were off the air, I said, I asked Calvin, did I don't I don't think uh, cut vine and stump killer has 2,4-D in it, does it? Yeah. As far as I know, it doesn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you just just put a little bit on there, and uh, we're we're running some tests as to whether we can just uh, put it on an uncut stem. I've got all sorts of Chinese pistache sizes uh-huh. of, in my yard. I know that works on uh, my uh, that vine. Uh, oh, your favorite cat, vine? Yeah, uh, cat cat claw vine. <laughs> that you can spray if I if I can spray and not get anything else, like where it's growing on a fence. Yeah. Especially after the freeze, mm-hmm. where it's pretty clear there, I just go spray there, and you don't need any cut surface. It just no, yeah. penetrates those, and it's almost impossible to cut all those <laughs> and then put it on there. You but, want to ask Trace but, about but you your, don't need to about your cut vine and stump killer, too, or yeah, we. I was wondering if uh, Neil Spear mentions uh, to use that on uh, seedlings. Yep. And uh, I was wondering if cut vine and stump killer has 2,4-D in it. No. I don't okay, think. we have two. Of, so it's it's, it's it, unanimous. It's it's, the, <laughs> it's anonymous. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, there's a, a product well, called M with an M uh, that it's the same chemical yeah. as that. Um, okay. The same one. Far, farmers use it to kill off stuff. Yeah. Remedy. Yep. Uh, start, yep. I knew it had an M in it. How about that? <laughs> but there's a, it's also a common uh, or technical name, too. I can, that's what I thought Trace was yeah. exploring. That may start with an M, too. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah. Remedy doesn't start with an M. What well, has an M in it? Yeah, Remedy. <laughs> and Calvin says, protect large shrubs. Living around the edge of the compost pile, they are larvae form of the rhinoceros beetle, a beneficial insect that feeds on the plant pest. Now, the calls we've gotten, and most experience I've had with this thing, is you ain't gonna convince them that that's a beneficial insect. They think they've got a. I have that conversation at least once a day, and they are all convinced. That it is a beneficial yes. insect? Oh, great. Sometimes more than once a day. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, I always always think when they bring them in, yeah. they're always fascinated by it. Oh, And sad. they're disappointed if we don't talk to about I tell know. them they're great fishing bait. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll bet, yeah. Put that on the line, you're going <laughs> to get a catfish. <laughs> I'm looking up your remedy. <laughs> Find out what the... Uh, the M is. But anyway, uh, 
Yeah, Kevin wrote uh, in his This Week in the Garden, consider annual sunflowers and coral vines as nectar sources for pollinators, along with lantana, salvia, porter weeds, mist flowers, pencils, milkweeds, and firebush. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think he mentioned zinnias in it. Why, I wonder why he didn't put zinnias in it. I don't know. I, I think I we're, think we're all looking at just been amazement. overworking mm-hmm. as Zinia thing. <laughs> anyway, I can't find in active ingredients unless the active ingredient is just remedy. <laughs> so you, so you got to find a picture of the bottle and then oh, enlarge yeah. it. And you'll all be right. able to see. Oh, yeah. Or, or just go look for the label. No. All right. Y'all keep talking. Uh, Neil uh, talked about that I have two. Midnight Marvel Rose Val, Rose of Mallow Hibiscus. They have thrived, and all who pass have enjoyed them. Pass by. Uh, my problem is that the weight of all the flowers and buds cause the stems to break without warning. Is this, is this something wrong? <laughs> and is there anything I can do to stop it? Uh, when I was working for Dr. McFadden, with Dr. McFadden and in Tennessee uh, and he was a, a uh, rose mallow hibiscus breeder and uh, when he would plant out a seedling population if uh, if they had breakage he wouldn't wouldn't consider them wouldn't keep them so yeah, that's a characteristics that uh can in the breeding. Now, Is that which plant? Huh? Which plant are Ma- you talking? Mallow hibiscus. Mallow hibiscus. Oh, okay. And and if you think about it, you've never seen a you've never seen a flare breakdown, flare hibiscus, and you've never seen a more grande break off. I still have a fix. Have a what? A fix for it. What's that? When it dies down for the winter, put a tomato cage over it so you remember yeah. exactly where it's at. <laughs> and then uh, the tomato cage will act as support. Yeah, that's true. Till it grows out of it, yeah. But uh, he said uh, he said the uh, stems are, uh, they're especially brittle, Neil said. It's especially an issue when the plants are in the win- in a windy setting. It is especially when the pro- when they first sprout in the uh, spring, that that tender growth will break off sometime. Uh, but uh, and that uh, that tender growth is what you always want to make uh, cuttings from because that roots easily. Um, you might try staking them. Nursery growers and florists use small green plant stakes for their crops, and they find green plant twine to put around them. It's a, it's a, it's a fairly inconspicuous and easily removed at the end of the season. So that's kind of like Trace was talking about. Uh, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And speaking of hibiscus, what is there? Those were catching eyes. The one that was in bloom uh, yesterday got picked up pretty quick after it kind of bloomed. Those are all mallow hibiscus. Okay, that's what I thought. What and is it? Mallow hibiscus. And there's there's a bunch more back off to the side over there. Oh, too. okay. 
Did you see what I was talking about? Yeah, I saw, uh, I guess it was, uh, last week or something, uh, Lord, Baltimore, Lord Baltimore. Oh, okay. Do we know what variety? It's, it's pretty pretty it's distinctive. Red. Yeah, yeah the, this the, flower, one. the leaves are purple. Yeah, the they've got purple are... leaves now. Well, there's two varieties over there. Oh, okay. Maybe even three. Hmm. And, and I probably want... another three varieties over there. <laughs> I want to remind everybody that we still have Parsons Potent Chili Penguins. Yeah. They're full of buds. And the penguins uh, are here. The penguins are here. And uh, to explain that to some people that may have not heard of those things, I put a put the write-up on them on plantanswers.com. Uh the second listing on topics of the month to the right as you open your screen, uh, you'll see a deal says Parsons Potent Chili Penguin is four times larger and five times hotter than a standard chili patine. So uh, you'll have to determine that for yourself. And then he put a put a note on there. Available at Millburgers Nursery now. And my webmaster did that. Mm. He's nice. But uh, and then we're <laughs> we also did the right put the right up there on uh, Nethery Lajo, largest jalapeno on earth. And uh, and he put he puts. Uh, it's normally much larger than Tam Mile Jalapeno too, and has a Scoville unit rating of about 2,500 or hotter. So, uh, and then got a deal on there says, available at Millburgers Nursery soon. Soon. So we're working on that. But you can see the two write-ups uh, on plantanswers.com. On the on the chili patine, uh, the best picture I've ever got. It, it, people always write, "How is it different than the?" Uh, oh, okay. It looks like a bunch of beans. I uh, like yeah. took a picture of some kidney beans or something. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that that one in the middle is the. You want that? I look at it. That one in the middle is uh is the regular, small chili patine. Yeah. Uh, what you, kind of coin is that? <laughs> What? Or in the middle. Isn't that a coin? I think it's a dime. <laughs> it's, a oh, dime. it's a dime, yeah. Wow, they're longer than a dime. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. There we go. All right. So uh, it sounds like an exclamation, like if you uh, got like if you were surprised by something, you would just go, sweet Bubba Desert Willow. But, uh, we have sweet Bubba, don't we? We do have some sweet Bubba. All right. And, uh, and that's what people should say when they go ahead and purchase it. Just like or that. Or come and ask, do you have sweet Bubba Desert Willow? Yep. Okay. There you go. So your traditional Desert Willow is very pretty. Uh, right. It's got a snapdragon-y pink bloom. 
this has more of an aggie-colored bloom. Yeah. And it is it is very prolific, and uh, is it is beautiful color, Melvin. Okay. On a desert, yes, it is. On a desert widow. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily on Calvin. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he's got the... As I, yeah, and it's still hummingbird. Uh, does it have all the same other characteristics? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Why is it called sweet? Is it is it fragrant? It's, it's, it must be fragrant. I don't know. I know it's a different color. Uh, okay. So I think that's a Google question there. I'm going to look. Because <laughs> uh, you know my nose doesn't work. I haven't smelled good in a long time. Oh, it says it's seedless. Well, <laughs> as, as I remember... Uh, the original, uh, Paul's original Bubba Desert Willow was kind of a, a cross between not two species, I don't think. But anyway, it was an unusual cross. Purple? Yeah, it was purple. But, I mean, the the original plant oh. was, was a cross. And, uh, and, of course, Paul found it and named it. But uh, All right. This, this almost sounds... Uh too good to be true. Scandalous. That's from Savano Growers. I don't know. Our uh, sweet Bubber Desert Willow. Our cultivar is the love child of two Desert Willow varieties that many thought were both already perfect. A cross between Bubba and Sweet Bu- Sweet Katie Burgundy. Sweet Bubba exists large, dark green, glossy leaves and an enormous burgundy bloom. Best of all, it's seedless. So, huh? There we go. Is it sweet? Uh, I don't know. I think I don't know what Sweet Katie. <laughs> why Sweet Katie was called that? Maybe we need to feed one to Jerry to see if it yeah. tastes, tastes sweet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's a good deal. Uh, that they improved they improved it. Uh, that's that's mean, what they say. Yeah, that's you know, what they say. Defending Paul would, <laughs> will have to see it to believe it. Uh, it's a d- deeper color, I think. But it's here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, a d- it's a complete different color. Yeah. It's pretty close to Calvin's shirt. Yeah. If you go look online, you can see some of the pictures. Yeah. Uh, from Monrovia.com. Low-maintenance tree, perfect for hot, dry climate. Climate, fragrant magenta flowers. There we go. Are larger than other varieties and continue to bloom from spring to fall. Yeah. Well, there we go. Well, um, Trace, what is that? Uh, tell us about that orange plant over there. Or did you guys discuss oh, that? No, no. We well, did we, what you we, were going to we, we had many discussions yeah, about that plant. Yeah. Crossandra? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I guess it just blo- that, that orange stuff just... Blocks out my mind, yeah. except, except for orange zinnias, of course. <laughs> but is that his third or fourth time to mention zinnias today? Yeah, is that the third? I don't know. I'm, I, I think, been up I think it's just the first one. Oh, that no, means you got two no, coming. I've, I've heard at least one. Okay, it's the second one. He's got one more. We never know what it's going to happen. <laughs> you know that the the, the, the color of uh, a nectar source makes a big difference. Uh huh. Uh, what color? Like even on, on zinnias, the orange and pink zinnias. <laughs> Three. And uh, oh, lots of, well, of course, all the uh, milkweeds, firebush, all those kind of red-orange well, colors. Sandy told me that she had hummingbirds on her uh, red geraniums yesterday. Wow. Huh. But not on the white. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, white, white is hard for 
uh, the, the insects and the, <laughs> the the pollinators to get used to. Uh, but they're beautiful. As I was walking in, I noticed a, a vast assortment of, of uh, ornamental sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I didn't count the variety, but uh, Neil Spare wrote a, a deal on his uh, weekly newsletter. Weekly? Yeah, a monthly newsletter. Anyway, he says, he writes, uh, those first three ornamental sweet potatoes, blackie, marguerite, and tricolor, came into the market 30 or 35 years ago. He said, I spent half an hour web searching, looking for the precise year, but nobody said anything about it. They just wrote about how they skyrocketed in popularity. Well, we already knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then toward the end, end of the uh, end of the article, <laughs> he says, named a Texas superstar plant in 2021, ornamental sweet potatoes, and it was written by a uh, Dr. Brent Pemberton of Overton, he said, ornamental sweet potatoes are one of those plants that should have been a Texas superstar already. I thought it was. Let me read. No, it wasn't. No, no, I thought. It says, (laughs) let me read that again. Okay. Ornamental sweet potatoes are one of those plants that should have been a Texas superstar already. That's by Brent Pemberton. Oh, that was Br- of Overton, Texas, where in East Texas, where they grow oh. a lot of sweet potatoes. So that commercially. So it's not. So I thought Brent was part of that process to declare. He was. He was. He was later on oh. on twenty twenty one. So is that when they were debating? Yeah, it said. <laughs> I wrote Neil. I wrote Neil a letter. Said I just finished reading your wonderful weekly newsletter. One article particularly uh, caught my attention and raised my hackles. Uh-oh. If I, I had any. Uh, Heckles or hackles? Hackles. I don't think he wants to heckle. Yeah. The the rest of the story about ornamental sweet potatoes would never be told if I didn't tell it. Greg would never say, I told you fools that these ornamental sweet potatoes were going to be very popular ornamental and should be made a super Texas superstar as soon as possible. Now, man, Greg. Uh, so what happened back then? A&M... Mm-hmm. Political correctness won out, so Greg's recommendation was ignored. What I put in caption, which is always a serious mistake. Because he's found a lot of, he reads the market and uh, Mm -hmm. sees what plants are going to be popular. Why ignore Greg? Question one. Because Texas has, used to have, 
a sweet potato industry in East Texas, and a quarantine was imposed to combat the sweet potato weevil from spreading into East Texas and destroying their uh, uh, fast-dying uh, fast uh, <laughs> sweet potato industry. So no sweet potatoes propagated south of a line from San Antonio south could be shipped north hmm. because of that quarantine. It's kind of like the quarantine on the citrus. Oh, okay. Same thing. Kind of same thing. East Texas specialists, such as Calvin's friend, Marty Baker, had a fit about even considering it for Texas Superstar. I was interested in our quote from Dr. Pemberton, named the superstar, uh, named sweet potatoes a superstar plant in 2021. Ornamental sweet potatoes are one of those plants should have been a superstar already. Amen and amen. We want to highlight them. Uh, uh, those were the words. Yeah, of I Dr. saw that. What is that, Doctor Bruce, uh, Doctor Brent Pemberton, I'm trying to executive see board member in Overton, who who was on the uh, members of the board who voted against making ornamental sweet potatoes a superstar back in those days. Looking okay, how soon Calvin? they forget. Calvin's got his eye on a butterfly. Oh, I think it's a tiger. It's got the. Does it have the stripes <laughs> going uh, along the body? Uh, Jerry, go run the out body. there and whisper to that guy, will you? Look how big that thing is. That's huge. And it, this the giant soup. Uh, the giants. Oh, Trace, you're going to go check it out. Going the other direction. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break while we got an opportunity. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. On 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. 308-8867 toll free it's 866-308-8867 what's that music what's that you like the music or don't like no music? I just I, I was just hoping it wasn't just my my hearing aids no. <laughs> yeah the uh... no <laughs> uh-huh All right. <laughs> you can't cut Bob off. Is know. that Bob? 210-308-8867. Um, go ahead and start talking there. <laughs> I did get a, uh, a, a reply back from Neil. He says, almost immediately, said, you've told me a lot of things I did not know, Jerry. Not the first time. Thanks, friend. Who's that? He loves me. 
Huh? Who was that? Neil. Oh. Spare wrote me back <laughs> about those sweet potatoes. About those sweet potatoes. <laughs> he he didn't notice. Uh, Here it is. That sweet potatoes are written as one word. Really? Yeah. Because if you say potatoes is usually used to describe a uh, Irish potato. So if you say sweet potato and don't make it one word. Uh, Mornings are coming on strong with Dark and Bold from Community mm-hmm. Coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like Busta Loose. Uh, Busta Loose, come on. You think we're uh, just talking to each other? Here? <laughs> Wow, Mary. That that is not. You better get out of the sun. <laughs> that is not uh, Wills. That's <laughs> the, the the old singer, uh, Bob Wills. It's time for Milberger's Gardening. All right. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Our, Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. We're not Calvin sure Fitz. we're on the air here or that we're... 308-8867. What? That's 308-8867. Milton just told us keep talking. So or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604. Did you take Bob off? Here's your host, Bob Webb. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. What happened? On 9.30 a.m., the answer, Milton Glick, along with... It's you. There we go. Well, it's hope you're on. talking. You hear better with those earphones on. I do. <laughs> Are you there? Hello? Are you hearing us, Al? Okay. <laughs> oh, there we are. Okay, I hear us now. Okay. That's good. Anyway, let's see. The lantanas are still on sale. Red and we want to remind everybody, if you want to keep, especially your new gold lantanas, if you want to keep them yeah. uh, blooming, you got lots of choices there. There's uh, anthracnose, um, <laughs> uh, the uh, tra- Trace's favorite drench. Uh, I think it's a bear product. No, but it's got a long name, but... Mr. McClure, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then the... Uh, even... Uh, what is it? What is the... Malathion. Uh, Malathion. Even Malathion does a pretty good job if you get it on uh, quick enough. But they're, they're probably the... The lace bug uh, eggs are probably there, get, uh, getting ready to hatch if they haven't hatched already. Yeah. So get it, get it applied. And then the other thing, if if you miss it or or uh, your plant gets a little unruly, uh, can't imagine lantanas getting unruly, can you? Uh-uh. No. But uh, <laughs> a, a string mower uh, pruning, just a shallow pruning, will quite often stimulate some new bloom before the fall. There goes our uh, uh, tiger swallowtail. Look at that thing, how large. Oh, mm. so pretty. Gosh. It's liable to pick somebody up there, <laughs> carry them away. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's also time, since you're looking for something to write about, uh, bringing up that uh, cutting back of the uh, trimming back of the... Uh, with your flexible string trimmer, uh, 
and uh, trim back the uh, uh, lantana, we also ha have to remember that uh, the uh, uh, the gold what? star the gold star Esperanza has bloomed beautifully this year. And what happens? Yeah. What happens when poor gold star blooms beautifully? Makes seed. Makes seed. Uh huh. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm constantly reminded of things like that because I got gold star esperanza for my son and his friend, and uh, he said, and it was it was I got it here and it was full of bloom, beautiful for about week or ten days or longer and uh, then he said it quit Gold Star Esperanza quit so I went over there come to find out he had long seed pods on there hmm. so those blooms had turned into seed pods now I, I imagine he's blaming uh, Greg and I because uh, we and and, and uh, James Spivey, too, because we worked for years to try to find a sterile one. Uh, and James, James was actually uh, uh, crossing species, which most uh, a lot of times will produce a, a uh, sterile plant. But uh, it's time to tell people to cut those, cut those uh, seed pods off. You know what else is blooming up a storm is your... Uh, now, we're, we're doing a radio show. Will you come on the air with us? It's yeah. easy. Jeez, it's Cal. easy. Okay, you want to... Okay. <laughs> Let me see. Go ahead, Calvin. You were going to say? Oh, but the uh, Point Siena, uh, Pride of Barbados, is, yeah. is blooming all over. And I sure like when uh, people have uh, planted them together side by side. Yeah. That just... That just that's right. They, they, they work there's a, there's well a, together. Yeah, there's a bank on San Pedro that did it a long time ago when you all kind of first suggested it. And then um, I've seen more and more in neighborhoods. People will go Esperanza, Poinciana, Esperanza, Poinciana. And then, yeah, that orange with the yellow. And then just it just. Well, and we used so to also include uh, quite often firebush there. Uh, doesn't uh, firebush is not as an aggressive a bloomer as the, as the other two. But it, uh, fire bushes will be starting to bloom soon, too. And uh, now the, the problem is that uh, deer do not like those two, uh, Pride of Barbados and um, the, um, what's the yellow one? Uh, the Esperanza. Esperanza. But the deer will seem to eat the fire bush. So oh, okay. Oh, so that's that, a shame. Yeah, so that's one that you probably don't want to plant out there. You know what the um, I uh, miss one of the things Paul used to do was Paul would tell you where there's a beautiful example of a if you want to see a great fire bush you need to go by blank and there was one I'll have to drive by they've closed because they're fixing their air conditioning but the Brook Hollow Library has a beautiful fire bush right out front and it's just gorgeous I mean it is. It's probably three and a half, four feet high, and then just goes on like the extent of this this uh, bench that we're on here. So what is that, like six feet? Mm -hmm. It sits, and it's beautiful. 
And uh, what is it? So who likes firebush? Oh, the uh, hummingbirds. Do they? They're migrating hummingbirds. It's so interesting. They uh, uh, Once they get uh, their filled with their uh, nectar then they then they choose to pick what their favorite sources and to be a dominant on your patio if you've got it and firebush if you got it on there is usually the target and uh, one of the coolest things is that those little rufous hummingbirds which don't stay here long but they're here for the fall migration and they they are the toughest little ones, and they get in those dog fights with the other hummingbirds, and uh, end up dominating the the favorite firebush on your patio. So it's a and fire, firebush is cool because of the blooms, of course, but also in the fall the foliage uh, turns uh, color too, and it's got a long kind of uh, decline period when it's very attractive. But uh, yeah, for migrating hummingbirds, uh, you can't beat it. Now, if you got shade, a firebush needs sun, but if you got shade, you can use pentas, of course, but also later in the fall, fire spike. Mm-hmm. We do, we do have plant. some right now, too. You got spike? fire spike now? Uh, well, it's not booming yet, is it? No. Yeah. Uh, finding it when you want it might be a challenge. Oh, yeah. That's no. a, huh? So you better get here quick. But, the, uh, our, Laura is still nursing ours from last year. I don't know that it likes the sun and the heat. It does not. Yeah. I mean, the heat is really what it's getting. It's on the patio. but Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We were talking about plants that go together well, and we were talking about uh, Esperanza and the poinciana. Oh, did you get your poinciannas sure. in? Uh, they, they're gone. But oh yes. my goodness! They already sold. Yeah. So I was wow. Back, back to only having little ones. There, there weren't. Okay. There were some little ones over there. Weren't yeah. There's there still little ones. Yeah. You got any suggestions on uh, plant combinations that you like side by side, like blue plumbago and? Well, as far as ground use, you bet. Uh, Esperanza, Duranta, Mexican Bird of Paradise, yeah, Firebush, were... and Red Yucca all go well together. Yeah, you were pointing out. I think. Uh, you were doing the Esperanza Duranta last uh, week and talking about that as a combination. Now, the Duranta in my yard is starting to bloom. I, I just had forgotten how spectacular that purple is. Have we got Duranta? We have the purple one. We don't have the other colors. Huh? We, we have the purple one, but we don't have the other colors. Uh-huh. Is it st- started to bloom yet? I don't know. Um, if it did, they probably are buying the blooming ones as uh, before yeah. I can see it. Yeah. It won't, yeah, it won't be long though, and that you, that's another one that's pr- would probably s- is on high on the list of the nectar producing. Um, my neighbor. Uh, so what about the the seed? The gold since it's called golden dewdrop because of the seed. Do the birds like the seed? Say, I'm sorry. On the Duranta, do the birds like the seed? Yes, the yellow, but they, they, it's not their favorite. It's always kind of the last, you know, they get, they, they, they love some of the other ones. Uh, they eat them all up, and then they, and I keep wondering when they're going to eat the, the, that yellow seed, and then finally one day it's all gone. So it's kind of like me and ice cream. I'll eat all the different types of ice cream in the freezer until there's nothing left but vanilla, and then I eat the vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that, that that's a nice, uh, it's an attractive shaped shrub too, and the foliage is good. I like the layering effect of the the branches. And they, which color do you like though? You like? Oh, I the, like the I like the purple. Yeah, I do. It's pretty. Well, and the other what, what's what, there's white and is there any other colors? There's a blue, light blue. Light blue. Yeah. I'm they, sure there's more, but that's all we've ever had. Yeah. Well, the purple if, uh, is here at Millburgers. Take. Look, do like Milber, uh, Milton does and go on your computer and look at the pictures. Ranta. Yeah. The purple and uh, yeah, it's hard to beat. And what what uh, uh, Trace was talking about is the yellow berries are showy, and uh, they're they'll last for most of the winter. That's another thing. Uh, there's some advantage of them not being the favorite bird food because they they last quite a bit. And uh, then they'll eventually get eaten. But uh, but uh, look at that, and let's see what else did uh, Milton. I yeah. still I still think it's hard to beat these uh, tropical milkweeds out in front of us here. Uh, three feet tall, full of blooms, um, and uh, it was I I guess our. Uh, Tiger swallowtail was not on them. It was, what was most more interested in that mud over there, wasn't it? Yeah, that's where it landed. Yeah, it yeah. wanted the it wanted the wet, it wanted yeah. the water. Yeah, I can't understand why it's only a hundred degrees out there. And Check and make sure that's right. But there's oh. also it's not just water; it's also those uh, uh, chemicals and uh, nutrients in that evaporation. Oh, okay. That really attracts them. They're one of those that. Attract to mud, mud puddles quite a bit. Shane is on the line at 210 at 308 8867. Long time no here. Hi, Shane. Welcome to yeah, the show. Hi. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Um, I've got a question. Is frac sand okay to mix with soil for plants? Say what? Fracking sand, I think is yes, what Yes, fracking sand. So sand can be beneficial, it also can be very detrimental. So if okay. you're in a clay soil situation and you add sand to it, you'd think it'd make it looser, but it actually makes brick. Bricks. Um, so I, I understand that. We, we've got mainly black dirt down here. Right, but black gumbo dirt or black dirt? Uh, well, so it, yeah, it's I a clay base, it can't it go be, kind of gumbo. So if it's a clay base, the answer is no, don't do it. Yeah, if you get okay. the compo- compost and sand... Works pretty well together. Okay. All right. I was just wondering. My dad and I were having a discussion because there's frac sand all up and down the roads down here, down around Reza Springs, and you know there's plenty of it to pick up. But somebody had told him it was not good to use for plants. Well, what what Tracy right? What'll happen? You, I've done this before, where you put it in a container with a. Uh, heavy, uh, clay and uh, does great that first few weeks and then, and then suddenly suddenly you got a concrete base uh, that's okay. hard, hard to keep watered. So quoting David Rodriguez, if he's listening they built the Alamo with sand, clay and horse hair okay. so if, if it's still standing, it's probably not a good idea. That makes sense Okay, well, that answers my question, then. Thank you, Shane. 
right. Bye bye. Have a good you day. Take care. Mm, Thank you too. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. That was an interesting question. I don't know that we've gotten that I one before. I don't think I've ever, I mean, sand I've been asked for, but. Well, and we and we do, you put sand in almost every mix, a little bit of sand. It's a, uh, most, most potting soils are going to have I, some. Yeah. I don't like it in the, when we do it, do it on that uh where we're uh, aerating and then put that so just what it's doing is just cheaper uh, cheaper material than compost it's and a fill i just didn't have all compost so, yep yeah, uh, if you're if you're doing compost or yard every every uh, bulk dealer is going to use sand as as a filler and uh, i agree with you compost by itself is far better yeah it's a it's a wonderful material all right, got about two minutes left. Do you want to do any more teasing about next week's sale? It's a well, big ad, 36 items, and there's things in there that we've never had or never had on sale before. All right. Um, That's as far as I'm going, Bill. Oh, man. Okay. So, uh, paper Wednesday. Paper Wednesday. You, yeah. might, you might see it early on the website, but we can't function with it until Wednesday. Okay. What is the what are the bulb the help me with the 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 bulbs where they grow in the shade and uh, the caladiums? Huh? Those are caladiums over there. Yeah, the caladiums. We haven't talked a lot about caladiums. They're they're another great choice for for the shade. You bet. If your impatience are suffering in this heat, that's a good replacement. Mm. Uh, coleus is another good replacement. Yeah, and Torinia. Which is very uncommonly used, but uh, wishbone plant is a good replacement. Okay. All right. Well, we are going to just begin to wrap it up. Thanks, Trace, to MillbergerNursery.com. If you want to see what's uh, no, certainly by Wednesday it'll be there. And uh, don't forget to check out the Express News, and you'll see it there as well. We'll say goodbye for today. Thanks for all doing a great job. Thanks to you, of course, for listening. See you next week on 930 AM, The Answer.